Welcome back to the Mind of Monty podcast. We are your hosts, Monty G and I Mo. Today we've got a great um, episode in store for you. It feels good to be back in front of the mics, you know, not sick for some of us. Um, and we, we've got a fun show planned. Yeah, still still trying to clear everything up. Uh, but the worst of the illness and everything is out of the window. So if you were wondering why we're gonna we're doing this show, uh, kind of talking about the Royal Rumble and some of the things we're gonna get into, and, or if you're wondering why you haven't heard us in a while, it's, it has been because we were a little bit sick. We would have sounded a little, I, I want to say a little, but probably a lot worse than what we sound like right now. Definitely so, a lot worse. Uh, you know, we're just gonna try to get through this and and uh yeah give you guys a recap of basically the story of how we got sick no uh but no we're going to talk about the royal rumble we're going to talk about uh i'm going to try to touch on vengeance day uh because it was a big show uh and i do uh you know i like to remind people on my on my platform that i still look at nxt just in case you may not uh catch up with the dubbing our podcast uh, and, uh, yeah, we just got a packed show. I also want to preview the big card for New Beginning. Uh, I want to say this is the one that's in Osaka. But it I, is, yes. Yeah, because I know the other one was in Nagoya, and I know I, they did a couple big shows already. So, again, I just wanted to uh, talk about that one because it seemed like it's the, the bigger card, even though it has been some big things that also happened, like on February 4th, February 5th. Uh, that I have yet to uh, complete myself, so I will be going back personally to watch, particularly those title matches. But both, you know me, I watch the full card if I need to just to get context for other feuds. And I'm definitely going to be watching the full card uh, on for the February 11th. I think that's the date, the official date, <laughs> yeah, the February the 11th show. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, here we go. Let's do, let's do it. Let's get into the, uh, the ins and outs. Of our Royal Rumble experience. Yeah. So, let's let's start from the beginning. Uh, it's about a six-and-a-half, seven-hour drive to get from here in Louisiana to, to San Antonio, Texas. The weather was nice. It was not too bad, not too many people on the road. That was that was a pretty great time, you know? Yeah, road trip, you know, like I say uh, all the time, or like I said on the Double Down podcast when I was describing it, uh, we had plenty, plenty of music, plenty of snacks. So, you know, the road trip was actually probably the best part. Even on the way back, I think that was still a highlight of the trip. You know, just being able to just ride, you know, take your time. You know, we left plenty of – we left a day early, basically. So, it wasn't like we had to rush to the event or rush anywhere. We just got to our hotel. And the hotel, conveniently enough, was like eight minutes away from the arena. Uh-huh. Very so, relaxing. Very relaxing. Yeah, everything worked out in that regard. Uh, but, you know, then we get to the actual show, and, you know, you just it's a lot of anticipation. If you're not one of those people, if you're not, by the way, shout out to all those people who were standing in those long-ass lines just so they can get a T-shirt or just so you can get into the, uh, get all the way down there and then you find out all the Cody Rhodes shirts are gone or yeah. just because you get in there you can find out your replica belt is gone or whatever it is. So, yeah, shout out to all you guys who do sat through that because that was, that's never going to be me. I always come with my merch on me. I'm not really a, I'm not really a show up there and buy merch person, mostly because of uh, the long-ass lines or, for my British people, the cues as, I, as I'm starting to see. I'm picking up. 
picking up certain learning. things. Learning, right? okay. Anyway, <laughs> they were yeah. long. They were yeah, long. yeah, yeah. No, they're all they were long. So definitely avoided that. Yeah, it was uh, it was off and on rain most of the day, and if you weren't too drunk, which a lot of people were, uh, you you actually were aware of just you know your surroundings and how <laughs> <laughs> how crazy everything was beginning to become. But we stood in line for a while. Actually, uh, they they told us in an email that the they were going to open doors at like 4.30. Yes. That's they did not open here. the door at 4.30. No, they did not. We were out there at least till 5-something to yeah. be exact. And then the way they decided to open the doors was just horrible. Like you set up these things to where it seemed like we were in line to go right through these particular doors. But you don't open those You doors. only open like one door, right? So everyone jumping out of line and jumping in front of each other to get into the arena. And the only reason why we got into the arena is because some good fans – Decided, no, well, no one's going to open these doors. We might as well. And they just opened the door for us. So, shout out to you, my guy. I forgot. I, see, again, I didn't get any names. Shout out to that little kid who took a picture with me. Like I said, you're going to have a weird dude just matching your, your merch. I'll, I'll, I, hopefully, it's a memory you cherish forever, little boy. Oh. But, uh, yeah. And, man, hey, who knows? That picture may be worth something one day. Who knows? I may, I may you know, you know, who knows? Or he may be worth something. I should have kept, kept the photo. Oh my gosh! I just thought about that. <laughs> like, you, you, you thinking about this completely different than I you know, was? No, this could be a, was... this could be another Roxy situation. You know, oh. you saw how Ro- you just saw oh. Roxanne oh, the braces yeah. right outside the show a few years ago. Next day, you know, now she's on your next T. Oh, now he's a wrestler. And then I look a few years later, I see this kid. I, I won't remember. Oh, they're gonna I'm put it in. The, they're gonna put it in the video package. They're just gonna blow yeah, your face he, out. Right? He was at San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> in 2023 Royal with, with Rumble, the, he saw the, Cody with, with Royal the priority Rumble. pass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, shout out to you, kid. Uh, shout out, uh, great birch, by the way. Uh, but yeah, so it was a good time. We, you know, you make the best of. That's the good thing about it. You know, most of the time, most people you encounter uh, at these shows are, you know, just is like again, a lot of people are fans, and some people have groups of friends that are fans with them. But if you are someone like us who, not to say we don't have friends who keep up with I don't think I have anybody who keeps up with it like I do. We're, so, you know. We're a traveling couple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't, So when you do that, it's always nice to be in an environment of, of a bunch of like-minded people. Like, uh, the same people who as soon as we hear like a certain theme song, then you just get a bunch of people going crazy. Oh, my God, yes. You know, yes. like if someone was just playing Roman Reigns theme song, you just see however many people were just walking around throwing ones up throughout the night. It's kind of funny how that's going to change as the night goes on. But, oh. uh, yeah, so it was a long, long, long night. Uh, we got, First of all, so if you have never, not to say that you have never traveled with a pregnant lady, but you being wow. in your situ- situation, what was the first priority? Once you get into the arena. I'm just saying, if you weren't oh, pregnant, lo- this probably wouldn't be the first priority. It could be, <laughs> but things. it wouldn't be. Locate the bathroom and find some food. So, you know, we did that. We had to go through all of that. The bathroom was the easy part, believe it or not. It was. Not many, not many lines at the beginning. That wasn't bad at all. No. But when you were looking for something to eat. Oh, that's that's when all heck broke loose. Apparently, the only place for you to get food, and, I may, and I maybe I'm wrong, maybe it was something for the ground folks, too. People who were on, the, on no. the ground. But as far as I know, they had to come upstairs to the third floor yes. to find food also. So they, they had what we had, popcorn and beer. 
Yeah, hot dogs, you know. They didn't Black have hot dogs on our floor. Lackluster hot dog. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking about that. Oh, you're talking about on the lower floor. Okay, yeah. I didn't ask about that. I'm just saying, what we even what we end up getting wasn't much anyway. So oh, I don't, no, it was uh, trash. Yeah, so don't talk about, don't talk about the third floor like they had it much better. I mean, they had nachos and hot dogs. That's pretty much it. So, and the popcorn. So, yeah, you know, and again, I'm not trying to hit on, hate on any of the staff because I understand, you know, how it's a thankless job it's in the situation. Food. Yeah, it's arena food. I get it. I was telling you before that it was going to be ass. But you know, see, this what happened though, because you, you know, help yourself. other places, and I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, crap on the Alamo Dome, but other places have great arena food. Like everybody knows Keith Lee from TikTok, right? The the food food uh, oh my critic. I, I got I got I got to go into this, but the uh, what is the stadium in uh in Vegas? It's new. I know, it's but it's got good food. Because it's brand new. I know. Stop comparing it to the album, He posted, like, the video, I think, a couple days before we left, and I was like, oh, I know I can't expect this level of, of good food, but dang, if, if, it, if it was even an ounce of this, and it was not. So I hyped myself up for nothing. Yeah, yeah uh, the failure on your part. A complete failure. That's a, that's a brand-new NFL football thing. I know that. Alamo Dog ain't got nobody, but you you tip in there. They got the XFL. Oh, uh, maybe now. not. Maybe not even you tip. You tip is in El Paso. They got that, that other college. Uh, I think it's UTSA. Yeah, San Antonio. Trash. I'm sorry, I ain't talking about. I ain't talking about nobody personally. If you go to them schools, you cool. But I'm just saying, you know, come on now. Ain't nobody worried about the Alamo Dog like that no more. But hey, I'm not trying again. The uh, you know, the seats. You know, as far as our. At, View of the ring. If you haven't looked on my Twitter, we had a nice view of the ring. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't much space yeah. in the uh, in the thing, so I guess I, that was probably another drawback. How do people who have, like, BBLs and, uh, like, naturally, you know, wide-hipped people go to concerts and events and shows? Because I don't, I don't think I have the widest hips, but I had, like, this permanent uh, bruise on my leg because the seats are so narrow. So, like, how do, how do other people who – are you know bigger get around in these shows? Cause if y'all if y'all know a secret, y'all gotta let us know. Cause it's it's rough. Well, it was plenty. Of, it was plenty of big. It's Texas, so. But the seat, honestly, it's Texas, it's but the seats people. not big. I'm saying it's plenty of big people who I'm who just squeeze themselves in there. That's all I'm trying Ooh. to. Say. I don't know. What, I'm just saying, and uh, honestly, I I can't speak for that. I I can only speak for like where we was in the, in that arena. And like I said, in the club level up there, it get a little tight, you know. And it wasn't even just tight because we're like, dang, you're not even explaining the, the all the way best because it's not even about our hips because it was skinny people who had to stand up to let people sit down in their seat. That's just how tight it was. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even a walk space for people if you had to, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, if you yeah. had to get it was, by. It was very passionate. Everyone had to stand up to let someone out to use the restroom. So it's just that's just the way it is up there in the club area. Uh, but – Again, it still had a, we still had an awesome view of the. We got like you, you can see pretty much the entire entrances, and uh, you know we had a great view of the ring, and uh, I can see pretty much everything I needed to see, on for in the ring and on the screen. So that's pretty much what was more important to me. Uh, yeah, it would have been nice if we had a little bit more space. I want to believe that maybe some of those seats down lower had more, but then again, when I looked at them, it didn't look like it would have been much better than this, yeah. the one that we were in. So. It is what it is, you know. Uh, you would think, like I mentioned, it is Texas. I even saw uh, people were complaining about 
having to go up the stairs. <laughs> like, bro, we big. Oh, yeah. It's Texas. Why we got why are these stairs? What the elevator? <laughs> and I'm wow. like, see, see, it's not it's not me or it's not just us. But who yeah. knows? It it is what it is. We made the best of it. Yeah, and it, it was wasn't fun. it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as we were trying to make it sound. Like I said, everything that I could say that was negative about the experience had a lot to do with the the venue, the uh, venue, and just the way they decided to do things on this particular night, uh, and also with the city not necessarily seemingly to be prepared for that many people to be in traffic. Yes, at the same time, I think uh, but we still managed to do everything we needed to do. I agree. Um, and it was just it was it was just fun overall. Uh, will we do it again? Yeah, maybe not in San Antonio, but I definitely go to an, another uh, big pay per view again. I don't think that's going to deter me. Yeah, it's nothing like experiencing the Royal Rumble. I mean, if you don't know already, you know, being there for Cody to win it, and <coughs> even to be in there for all the other surprises in general. You know, even when uh, when Logan Paul came out there, and you know, and you know, everyone wanted him gone, and it's, it's just it's nothing like that experience. When you're going through the countdown, you don't necessarily know who's next. It's it's just it's always a great time, and uh, same thing goes for the women's Royal Rumble. I mean that finish and watching that live, having footage of that on my phone, I can always go back to and just remember. Uh, I, like I said, I didn't get a chance to record the, the Booker T. Spinner Rooney in in the Royal Rumble, but being able to always say it, and like he said, he's hinting that he may not wrestle again. So I literally was there and watched with my own eyes his last wrestling, his pos- his last possible wrestling experience. I'm only saying possible because it's wrestling and and you know people, people come never back retire. all the time. Yeah, people come back all the time. But yeah, so uh, it's it's awesome though. It's awesome to think about that that I was there for that. It's awesome to think about uh, even even the the stuff that we didn't like the pitch black match as a fan and being in the arena. It was probably a horrible match to really experience. You couldn't really see a lot. But mm-hmm. visually, it was unique. And being there for Bray's return match, I can always say that, that I was there for that. And, like, uh, you know, just take – you just always you can take – when you're at a show like that, you can always take away a lot more positive than than, your, than just watching your average premium live event yep, on, on there. So uh, I can keep going forever at just how much fun individual things were at the Royal Rumble, but uh, if you don't know, we were also there for the hypest, probably the hypest moment in professional wrestling in years, uh, which was that ending uh, when you uh, when you're there to experience it, to see the tribal chief and to see uh, what happened, the basically the end of Sammy Uso to be there for that. It, it's nothing like it, man. Uh, and uh, I, I honestly, I wish it was a way that I can kind of put it all into words to sit there and just experience that cinema. And then when I watched it back on television and you kind of can hear the verbiage between Roman, hear hear him and Sammy go back and forth, hear Sammy, you know, tell Roman he's, you know, he's beneath this, he can stop, he does not have to keep attacking Kevin. And to kind of see how Sammy got pushed to the point of turning on Roman and then how that turned out for him and then Jay's decision and, it, it, again, I, I we can go forever. If I was on the show last week and, I, and my voice, you know, in my throat and all that wasn't ailing me, I would have been just <laughs> over the moon and just talking about that way in greater detail. But at this point, I'm sure everyone has at least seen the clip. And if not seen the clip, you've definitely seen the fallout because we all know now that in Montreal we're going to get Sami Zayn versus uh, Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns for the titles. And they're finally going to pull uh. the trigger. 
it's going to be crazy in there. I think you, I'm expecting another Drew McIntyre, but I don't know, man. It may be, and what I mean by that is everybody in that play building is going to want Sammy to win. Yeah. <laughs> and then Roman is going to put, put, but I'm like, how? How do they execute it? Wait, wait. Is it through Jay Uso? Is it through, you know, so, a solo? What, what, again? Like, what is going to happen? Is and they can go either way. At this point, we're all along for the ride. And that's the only thing I kind of have to say about it all. Like, I see a lot of people don't know what they're going to do. Oh, man, the, maybe the internet really wants – by the way, that's something else. Internet, go to a live show. Just go to a live show, and I yes. promise you, you'll change your mind about wanting Cody to get turned on. He, yeah. Like, he's just unbelievably him. popular. Like, like I said, I said his merch sold out in San Antonio, and I meant it. Everyone you can think you can see. It didn't matter what they looked like. They were probably wearing some new Cody merch, uh, particularly the little kids. Like, And I, I talk about this all the time, and I'm not trying to say that he's in John Cena's position, but it was that's the thing about John Cena. John Cena had this infectious way to yes. really bring kids into the fold. And since John has left, WWE has not really had that guy, in my opinion, that or, you know, and I'm not – or woman, for that matter, to – in my opinion, who just really and I and to an extent, I've seen like little girls. Of course, there's little girls who love Bianca, little girls who love Becky. You know uh -huh. what I mean? So I'm not trying to take that away from them, but I'm saying the way those little kids and the way everyone was just excited for Cody Rhodes and to see him, and he's like a superhero. And you see all these kids in American Nightmare merch or walking around with their little their little belts and all of that. It's just it it <laughs> it just really puts into perspective. That maybe the internet wants Sammy to get, I mean Cody to get turned on. Maybe the internet see something of see this going in a way where Sammy Zayn should be the one to prevail. But I don't know if that's the case in those live audiences, and I don't know if that's the case to WWE because you know we, obviously we see what direction they're going in. So again, and with the work that Cody's been doing on Raw and all of that, I'm very excited for the bloodline type of bloodline versus bloodline type of story that they have going on now. And, exactly. uh, and I'm also excited for whatever they're doing with Sammy. Like seriously, it's, I think you can. Ha it's not nothing wrong with having two great storylines capping off at around the same time. I agree. But it is about they do. They are going to have to execute this well. And out uh, as we get closer, as a matter of fact, probably next week because it, it, I think it's the 18th will be here before I know it. <laughs> so next week I will definitely talk about in more in depth about what I think is going to happen. At Elimination Chamber. But uh, you have anything else you want to add? I'm sorry. I, I kind of got rolling there. But you I just, did. And, I wanted uh, to uh, get I that almost, out. I almost lost my train of thought, but I got it back. So what you said, I think the best way to transition this storyline would be for Jay to come out and call Sammy, and then it becomes more of a tag team feud or even a, a, a Jay versus Sammy feud as opposed to yeah. a, a Roman feud. Because at the end of the day, Roman always side-eyed Sammy. He made him jump through all types of hoops before he became a ooze. The ooze don't mean nothing to Roman. The ooze mean everything to the Usos. Right, right. So I think ultimately that's where this story is going to end up going, where it's Sammy versus the Usos or one of the Usos. And I can't wait to see what they do, uh, as a matter of fact, tonight on SmackDown with this tag title match. Like, are they going to tease – Dissension between Jay and Jimmy, or Jay and the Bloodline, you know, or is, or is he just gonna come back business as usual, and but kind of blow off Roman? Like, how are they gonna do this? You know what I'm saying? I can't wait to see what Jay's first television since walking out 
Well, I want I can't wait to see what they do because again they're really really good at planting seeds of like ooh I don't know what's gonna happen or whatever and I think if they're cl- if they're cl- careful about it the fact that everyone can already kind of see Jay Uso Costin Sammy I just want them to be a little you know be creative yes. with how they do if they veil it the right way it'll still be a genuine shock even though everyone is kind of predicting the same thing but we we'll, yeah. we will see we will see what happens I can't wait to see how it turns out. And uh, yeah, man, uh, shout out to the Royal, the Royal Rumble. They broke records, seven point seven million dollars or something like they that. They broke gate. a lot of records with, with our money. <laughs> not my money. money. Yeah, not, <laughs> our money. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no. Again, it was great, great time. And uh, yeah, man, like you said, definitely we will be back at a big show somewhere down the line. Who knows what the location will be. Uh, you know, well, SummerSlam is in Detroit next year, so I don't think that's gonna be in my. I don't yeah, think no. I don't think that's gonna happen. No. Uh, but you know, it'll it'll all come together when it's meant to come together. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, next up, uh, NXT Vengeance Day did happen. Um, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday. Oh, Saturday, last Saturday. Um, so how how did you feel? I I just want to say I wasn't in on you and uh James's betting pool, but I got more of the show right than you did. Um, Cause I said, I quote me, I told you, I feel like the tag team titles are gonna change either the women's or the men's, um, and they both changed, and they both changed, and I even said if it's the men's, it's gonna be Gallus, and I was right. You happy? You want uh, yeah, to give me a Pop for me. Pat <laughs> on the back. So yes. this wasn't about her out predicting me. I wasn't gonna say about anything about that at all. But hey, she out predicted. That's gonna come so, in handy later. You'll you'll understand why. Uh huh. So you say uh, the match was like I said, the match between Wesley and Dijak really was one of the things I kind of want to talk about. It was the best match on the card by far. Uh, you know, say what you want about you know Dijak and not understanding the character and don't he's never really you know w- you know what a you know what is it about him? Dijak's best, his best moments are all in the ring. He talks in the ring. His character is that fact that he can kick ass at a very high rate. And uh, fighting a smaller guy like Wes Lee, and then you watch, you see the stuff that Dijak can do also in that match, like doing moonsaults off the top rope and springboarding, and it's just, it's just unbelievable stuff. Like at one point, Wes Lee did a hurricane runner from the top rope, and he just spiked Dijak right on his head. It was insane. And the pace that they were fighting at was unbelievable. It was amazing. That was by far the match of the night of Avengers Day to me, even though we had a cage match, even though we had a two out of three falls match. Uh, and I also just wanted to touch on at the end there, them T. Oh, you know what? Let me Before I go to the ending, you're right. Gallus is the new tag team champions. I did not see that, uh, foresee that happening, even though I did kind of think the New Day was at risk of losing the belts at the, at the moment. I was hoping that they were – be able to still be around for stand and deliver. Not just because they lose these belts, that don't mean it's over, but I don't know, it might be over. <laughs> uh, women's tag match, complete shock. Always, like again, on a short card like this, when a lot of the the big decisions, like for example, Roxy and Braun Breaker, you can almost kind of see them retaining before this show even started. So when you think about it like this, like, ah, something's going to happen that you don't expect, and that's, that is that tag match. <laughs> that is what it's at. It was way better than I, than I thought it would be. But I uh, did not see Kiana and uh, Fallon coming out as your tag champions, so congrats to them. Uh, so, you know, that was kind of like with the new decisions that were being made. Like I said, Roxy the, Roxy in a really good match, in my opinion, really good trip threat with, uh, with Toxic Attraction. 
you know, that was a great match too. She retained predictably so because there can only be one winner. Toxic Attraction did all that talking about winning the belts together. I'm sorry, it only can be one winner. We all knew that. But it was a great job, I thought, by everyone involved. And uh, then they went into NXT a few days later, and man, Shawn Michaels. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess we were just not supposed to realize that Shawn Michaels is booking this. But if you didn't know Shawn Michaels was booking this, then you need to go watch the NXT segment. Uh, Bailey's, uh, I forgot the name of the ding is Ding Dong Hello or something yeah, like that's that. It. Yeah, Ding Dong Hello, her show, where she brought Toxic Traction out. Kind of gave them their flowers, and yeah, you got a little Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels on it. And who would have thought the one that everyone claims is Marty Jannetty was the one who got the Shawn Michaels spot <laughs> in this when she turned on GG. So, uh, all it went man, that kick to the face against the door, it went viral. Just that three second clip of her kicking her in the face, and then now GG posted on her uh IG about this big bruise on her face, and it is it looked rough. Uh, but man. I can't wait to see what they do now now that they're feuding. It's a damn shame, though, because if it's one thing that the Ramey roster needs, it's a legit freaking women's tag team. Yes. And before they can even get called up, they're already separated. So how you love that? Uh, but anyway, at the end, and not to take away his name from Waller, who wrestled a really good match in the main event, but, of course, he was not enough to take down Breaker. They finally are going to do it at Stand and Deliver. You guys already know who I'm picking. I might not even do Stand and Deliver predictions for you guys because you already know what's going on. Melo is going to be your new NXT champion. I'm calling it already. It's over with. I love you, Brian, but it's time for you to go on here. You can go up. You can go on upstairs, or you can just do that. You can still hang around Florida if you want. It's time for Melo to take the belt. Yeah. Melo versus Brian Breaker is going to happen at Stand and Deliver. That's where I feel like they're going to go. And I just hope they craft the right story behind it because they are two, they are the biggest stars as far as male competitors go in NXT. And I think that that's who, uh, that needs to be built up like the biggest rivalry in NXT, especially for this new crop of talent. So uh, I can't wait to see how they decide to do it. But shout out to my boy Melo. I hope he wins the NXT championship. But, you know, we may talk more about that in the coming weeks. But that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about. All right, so um, now we're going to kind of give a brief overview, a little bit of match match predicting for the new beginning uh, show in Osaka. Big show, big show. A lot of uh, big moves happening here, uh, you know, on this card. So it, it will be important to kind of, particularly the last half of it, to, uh, you know, give my thoughts on what's going to happen. I'm not going to try to, not going to try to act like I, I can give you a good prediction, though, because, you know, I'm, I'm just, we're just going to, we're going to take a chance is what I'm going to do. Take a chance. Take a chance. Okay. Um, well, this, this is how it's going to go. Uh, you cast a wide enough net, you're supposed to catch some fish. That's what I was doing. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I won't talk about it. Moving on. First match of the night, <laughs> we've got Toro Yano and a young lion named Oscar versus uh, Aaron Hanari and Great O'Conn. Well, I mean, that's, I mean. That's it's, obvious. It's a young lion in it. So, again, this match I'm not really predicting. You know who we're going with. Yes, not young lion. <laughs> yeah, not young. His name is Yano. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like it's somebody who's unstoppable on his side. Wow. <laughs> Yano could sneak one, right? Yeah, he, he could sneak could, one. but not, not, not in this match. Hanari in there, right? Yes. Hanari needs a win. So, Hanari knocked the, knocked the young lion out, my boy. 
match two, we've got a uh, eight man tag. We got Taguchi, Tiger Mask, Shota, and Honma versus Lij. Basically, Bushi, Hiromu, Sonata, and Naito. Who mm. you got? Well, I'm biased. You gonna pick Lij? Lij all day. I don't really have a reason to pick Honma in, in company. <laughs> I agree. The thing is, I love Honma, but he's probably gonna get pinned. Yes. Hold on, is Suzuki not on his Suzuki team this time, right? Okay, see, team. when he teamed with Suzuki the other day, <laughs> a few blasts, but he worked, he looked great. <laughs> it's it's okay. Moving on, uh, Master Wato versus Taiji. Nice, Taiji's gonna want his revenge against Master Wato uh, for uh, you know Wato scoring some victories that may have led to the you know what happened at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean. Wato, if he didn't beat Taiji uh, before wrestling, uh, before wrestling, he would have never gotten in that match. So, uh, yeah, it's a nice little feud here. Honestly, I don't know where I want to go because I personally, I would some something tells me Taiji is going to win. But you know what? I think this would be a great job, great time to just kind of keep reestablishing Master Wato as a legit contender because you watched, you we talked about that multi man match. Oh, it made Wato he had star. he had the match won. You know the way he was fighting in that one, so I think it. I think Ishimori, you know, former champion. Unless you're gonna completely, and then this is the thing, Hiromu. Uh, I'm assuming because I didn't watch the match yet, but I'm assuming Hiromu retained against Yo. And if that's the case, uh, you know, maybe they do want to run Ishimori and Hiromu one on one for you know finally for it. So that is something that really is something that makes you want to say, ah, right, Taiji's gonna win it. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to go against my better judgment here. I'm going to go with Master Watto. I don't bet on Watto a lot. I'm, that I'm, may cost me. But I, I'm riding but. for Watto too. Like he, I, I know, I know. I, I said some harsh words to him when he didn't win at Wrestle Kingdom. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick beside him on this one, and we'll see how it goes. He, this may be the last time. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Tanahashi versus Kenta. Okay, so they're, they're, they've been feuding for uh, for forever, actually, to be honest about it. Uh, but it's kind of being rekindled. Uh, Kenta has been throwing a lot of shade at Tanahashi online, <laughs> uh, comparing his air guitar with uh, Tanahashi's, uh, Tanahashi's air guitar to the way he fast walked down to the, whatever, whatever type of speed walk or whatever he wrote. I don't know how to even describe it. It, but he's he's it's hilarious when you ever see Kenta's entrance, especially at Wrestle Kingdom. And I don't know if he's still is he going to do it uh, on the eleventh. But Kenta is just a, hilarious. He's he's a joy, a joy to he's a joy to watch. He's uh, his promos are always great. But he said something interesting this year. He said he wasn't playing around this year, and I think the only way for that to be true is that he has to beat Tanahashi. Uh, Tanahashi last time I remember them in a legit one on one feud match. If you remember. That was uh, like kind of like an extreme rules match with Tanahashi almost killed Kenta. Yeah. I, I did. <laughs> and he and after the match, Tanahashi did all that fight, fought hard as hell to get that to win the championship. It was just like, you know what? I hate what I just had to do. And I'm like, Tana, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Kenta, damn, Kenta got mad too. Yeah, I think Kenta walked up. I was like, oh, stop all this humble stuff. <laughs> like, oh, no. We know, we know you beat me. You. And yeah, and all of that. But anyway, the great, it, it, they, they have a great little feud. That I've been watching over the last 
I guess a couple years now. Uh, basically, since Kenta been in, uh, joined the company off and on, like I said, he's kind of been fighting with Tanahashi off and on. So, anyway, uh, I'm going with Kenta this time. Though. I think Kenta, uh, like I said, he's taking this seriously. Uh, you know, if he can ever, if he's ever going to get a legit serious shot at like Okada or a top top, top title shot, he's going to have to win in the, in the end in some of these situations. Even though I know he has been, uh, I know he has won and been a champion. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see, but I I would like to see uh, Kenta get a big victory here. I could be wrong though. It's Tana Hashi. I know. Who am I? So Who am I'm I just just for the <laughs> sake of you know differentness, I'm picking Tana Hashi. It's Tana Hashi, man. Who am I kidding? Tana, whenever Tana feel like he got a he got a switch he or, always, or don the black hat, as Kevin Kelly likes to say, he be ready for it. Oh so no, he'll turn he turn he flips the switch. That's one thing about Tana Hashi. Like you know, we 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 support we support a duality king. Um, next up, we've got the Never Open Weight Six-Man Tag Team Championship match. We've got Rhea Narita, El Despi, and Suzuki versus uh, Torture Chamber. What's the name? What's the House of Darkness? House what? of Torture. House of Torture. All right. Show, Yujiro, and Evil. Yeah, so finally they're getting, they they called them out, I think, like on the 22nd of last month. And they've kind of was, was been working warm-ups for a while now. So it's kind of cool that they're going to finally uh, get this shot. Uh, I'm excited for it. Honestly, I, House of Torture can definitely retain, but I, I, I'm, I'm so intrigued by the, the pairing, or not even pairing, but the team, the new team that Suzuki, Despy, and uh, you know, Rinder Breeder makes. That I honestly, I'm going for them. I want them to take out House of Torture. It's not just because I don't like the House of Torture. No one likes the House of Torture, so that has nothing to do with it. Uh, even though I, you know, low key, you know what the thing is, I still love evil. That's why I go so hard against evil, cause I love evil. I know what evil is capable of, but he's just nowhere near what he used. To. He's nowhere near like that. He's not that guy that's, anymore. That's how I am with show. Like I knew, I know what show can do, and he decided to throw his life away. Yeah, man. You know, for a wrench. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. <laughs> for a wrench, exactly. Uh, so yeah, man. I know what evil is capable of, uh, so he definitely can still win this match. But I'm going with new six man cha- champs. Let's, let's let's do it, Rinderita, Suzuki, and Despi. I agree. No no disagreement there. All right, now the the most hyped match on this card, maybe, if you're looking at social media, loser leaves Japan match. Hikuleo versus Jay White. I think it definitely has the biggest implications. I don't know if it's going to be the hypest or the best match on it, but it definitely has like the the uh, the most. It definitely feels like the most impactful match. Let's say it that way, because of what the outcome means. Honestly, Hikuleo, man, he just like I said, I cannot go against Hikuleo in this situation because he just really started in Japan. Yeah. You know, and as much as I love Jay, the rumors, if anything, has ruined any type of believability in him winning. And I don't want to live off like what people say is happening or his contract is expiring and all that. But, you know, again, (laughs) the reason why is a loser leaves Japan match. So uh, as much as I would hate to see the Grand Slam champion, one of the greatest, you know, Young, and I, I, I'm saying foreigner, but honestly, just one of the greatest in, in New Japan of the last five years or so. Uh, I was gonna, I'm gonna hate to see him go because I, I love what he was able to do. The un, like, it's nothing like an unfiltered Jay White, you know that. 
yes. and hearing him. And I think no matter what happens, if he go to AEW, if he goes to WWE, he's going to have to switch it up a it's little gonna bit. It's going to be a little filter. It's going to definitely be filtered. And I don't think he's not incapable. Of that. He's a freaking star. So don't get me don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted when I say that. Like he's going to fail or anything. He won't. He'll be fine. Uh but, you know, again, I you know, you get used to something. You get used to his greatness. What's next for the Bullet Club if it really is over for Jay White? That's what I want to know. Who's the new leader? Who's going to turn on him? Is it ELP? Is it you know, is it a Japanese member? Is it, you know, a house? Is it evil? Is it a house of torture oh, member going to take over time. the Bullet Club? Or like, what is going to happen? And I know people are going to hate it if evil takes over the Bullet Club. So what is going to happen to the Bullet Club if Jay White loses? I'm picking Hikuleo to survive. I think he's going to win it. And, uh, you know, because, like, damn, we're like, what the hell happens to Hikuleo if he loses? We just go back to strong? They just basically say, oh, you're not ready yet, Leo. We'll bring you back one day, Send I him guess. To Mexico. Like, what, yeah, what the hell you do with Leo? Yeah, you just I, really I got here. So, And I think not, with yeah. the storytelling that they've been doing with the Bullet Club being kind of reluctant to accept Jay White after that last little, uh, I don't know if it was even a match that he had with Leo, um, but when Jay took it too far, that's still lingering in my mind of, like, even if Jay was to win, like, they don't respect him as a leader anymore. He's a little too unhinged. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know if it's not about not respecting, but it definitely might be a little bit. Whoa, you gotta kind of watch him, like yeah. a little fearful, a little fearful. But it's like, hmm, I don't know. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. But yeah, we we agree. We think we think he could lay. Just thought about. It. I just basically told you who could take over. Kenta, there you go. Another guy. Oh who could take yeah, over. Kenta could definitely, could definitely take, take over. over. But we'll see. Um, next match, match seven of the night, the never open weight championship match on his first title defense. Tama Tonga is going up against ELP. Great, great spot for ELP here. Like I just mentioned, basically, someone who can – and that's another thing. It really makes it interesting because ELP takes over the Bullet Club in, like, the segment before this. <laughs> Doesn't that mean, like, damn, it makes you wonder, like, damn, will Tom, can Tom beat him now that he has – you know, Being the leader doesn't give you It doesn't powers. automatically mean you're going to win, but most of the times they're going to debut you as the leader. They're going to want you to make a huge impact. And I, But I don't want Thomas Reign to end so soon. So I say that that's not gonna happen, and uh, even if he does become the leader, Tama will get out of here with a gun stun. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna take Tama to retain, but it does it really makes things interesting because this is a big show and it's a new beginning show. This is where a lot of these big surprises happen, and a lot of times when those surprises happen, the title does change hands, and maybe they like Tama on the chase a little bit more because this will be the second time now <laughs> they didn't took the belt away from him. So I, I'm gonna say just because of what happened with Carl, they don't do it until I actually retain. But still, it was just an interesting thought. I agree. I'm I'm picking Tom as well. Uh, last match of the night, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, a match with a 60 minute time limit. It is Kazuchika Okada on his first defense um, versus Shingo Takagi. Yep, and uh, if you guys know, I, you guys know how I feel about Shingo. One of the best in the world. He is the KLPW champion still. So uh, you know he's gonna. He said he's gonna give. He's gonna give Okada that to take the world title. Oh, that's petty. <laughs> because Okada's the reason for the KLPW existing. Uh, but Okada doesn't want the KLPW title. Well, now he don't want <laughs> he said, it. He obviously he wants Goldie. He wants the belt he he been had. So uh, we'll see how this how this turns out and everything. But. Uh, you know, honestly, it's just he, he's the final boss. It's, it's the same thing when you book in a Roman Reigns match. I probably gonna, you're probably going to hear something similar to this when we talk about Sammy and Roman. 
because uh-huh. it's just like how do you bet against him? And I think that's the same thing. Even with Okada basically just regaining the belt, that's all the more reason for me to be like, nah, Shingo, I think he's going to put you down. He owes Shingo, by the way, in case people have forgotten, because uh, when Shingo was fighting for this belt a few years ago during the pandemic, he put Okada down to reclaim it and to uh, kind of start that historic run, uh, you know, that he had. So uh, I think Okada's going to get his revenge. And Okada will walk out as your champion. And, you know, also particularly, and I must say this, since they've basically already said, and I understand, they can't really tell you who's going to fight at Battle of the Valley, but we will have a world title match there, whether it's Shingo or Okada as the champion. So I'm like, who the hell are they going to throw in that spot? And then let's not forget that Noah's world champion has beef with Okada. It's hard oh, for me yeah. to believe that Okada will lose this belt before that Noah show. So that's another thing that's going against Shingo. I'm going with Okada, even b- besides all of that information. But you know, there you go. Yeah, I, I agree. You, it's like just like Tanahashi earlier. It's hard to bet against Okada when he is determined to be something. Um, Shingo, Shingo is got his own thing going on. He can't just trade away his title. And he's a great champion already. So yes, yeah. yes, he is. So I, I think Okada's going to pick up the victory there as well. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be New Beginning in Osaka. And uh, it's going to be a big show. We're going to have a fallout from that. So we're definitely going to have to keep up with New Japan and keep keep an eye on what's going on. I agree. So uh, next up, we're, we're just going to talk about something that we've we've been seeing a lot of and it's kind of we've had private off-microphone discussions about it. And it was like, you know, this would be a great thing to talk about on the podcast, maybe. So we'll see. We're going to try this out. Um, It is Black History Month. We are two black people, if you have not noticed. Um, So this discussion in and of itself is specifically about things that we've seen on black social media, black TikTok, black Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, There's this idea that when all black people – the the black community is a monolith or the black experience for every black person is the same and that for therefore you can speak on it as though we're all the same person and that's just not that's just not true for example there's a lot of rhetoric that says all black blank fill in the blank man woman whatever you want to fill it in with like dislike hates we looking for this in a partner blah 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 um, I just, I think the main thing that we've talked about mostly off topic is why has there been such an increase in this type of rhetoric over the past few years? Yeah. And I think and to, we're keeping it into the, in our community here as far as that, that part. And before I kind of get into that, it's, it's also just an internet thing altogether. You know, we talked about this too. And I know this may not be part of what we're saying, but it, it feels like it is because it, it, I think it, it relates. It's because, like, on the Internet right now, generalizations have taken over. Yes. So it doesn't matter if you're white. It doesn't matter what, what's going on. Polit- politicians make a lot of generalizations. Like, it's, it's just everywhere. Like, it's just a bunch of generalizations. All As a matter of fact, if you're only looking at your For You tab on your Twitter and you just see some of the random shit that pops up, it's mostly just generalization based off one person's experience or yes. generalization based off 
uh, talking with a couple people, and then now you get a bunch of people in your comments co-signing or whatever and stuff like that. And the same thing on TikTok, you know, uh, when it comes to that. And I think that's – it's like you said, why – it's like I don't know I don't know exactly why, but it's part of it is that need to – to everyone wants their videos or their posts to be seen and talked and to, liked, interacted with by as many people as possible. The need and, to go viral. Right. And I think the quickest way to do that is lump everybody in a in a category and say something controversial. Yeah, or take say a something, hard stance one Yeah, way take the, a hard stance. And, and it's just like you mentioned. That's just in life right now. Whether it's, whether it's really it's really crazy. Like you said, it's definitely leaking through in, into not only in our community, but in just into everyone's lives like that. But it's just like whether it come, we can go back to politics. You have to choose. You have to think one way or the other. You can't understand some. You can't start understand one side, but just support this side. Or you can't. You know what I mean. You can't do yeah. both. You can't have. You have to. You have to pick a side. Yeah, and I think and we've all single handedly have just seen a lot. All of us, but a lot of us have been shit. I'm. Like, I just made a generalization right uh-huh. there. But a lot of us have just un- forgotten the fact that we're all individuals. Yes, and um, I think we can. It, I think this kind of started back in the day when everybody was doing these astrology things, and they was like, "Oh, if you're if you're Aries, you you have these qualities, these traits, or if you're a so and so, this is what it is." So you you started with that type of talking, like all of these people have these traits, and we we at the time we were like, "Nah, that ain't necessarily true. You can pick and choose what's what's true about it, but it ain't all the way true." And just just like with anything in life, the issue is when you use the word "all." Mm-hmm. Instead of most or some or in my experience, like, right? It's very hard to personalize, personalize things exactly. Yeah. No, these days, and um, again, just to keep it on the the black community, there's there's this uh, trend going around with people on podcasts, man, woman, saying that they yeah. had X amount of dating experience or that they want a partner. Uh, I think what specifically started this conversation is this woman said that. Uh, she she does not believe that being a good man is enough for her to to stay with a person. Like you can have a great job, you can have a a good house, you can be a nice person, but if we don't click on on a physical a physical emotional level, like you're not funny to me, then uh, I don't think that we would work as a partnership. And a lot of the people on the internet was like, nah, that's not true. Uh, that's what's wrong with black women. Y'all always want more, and it's like that's what starts that type of conversation, that type, of, that type of rhetoric. One person giving their personalized experience, and uh, mm-hmm. more people like, no, that's it's, what's what's. The- it's, a, it's also like this other guy who was who was saying like he like a younger woman because of whatever, whatever. And then if you look at the way the post was was a uh, was subtitled, if you look at the way it was kind of uh, labeled. It was like, ah, uh, well, they don't even see, they, you know, they say, like, they want women who going to submit and blah, 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 blah. You see what I'm saying? Even yes. though this was one particular guy who yes. said some, you know, stuff that most dudes probably don't, like, what the hell? Like, no, I don't I don't really think about stuff like that. But that's how that guy thought. But since he's on that platform and he's representing black guys, yes. everybody's sitting there saying, ah, oh, see, that's what's wrong with black men. They want to control and they want blah, blah. And it's just yes. like. You see what I'm saying? You just you spawn a bunch of generalizations based off one person's experience. And then, um, you know, I'm in this book club on Facebook for black women. One lady was talking about how she didn't like the book by uh, the royal the royal boy, the one with the ginger hair. 
um, because she said she couldn't relate to it. So nowadays, people find things in media, social media, uh, things that they consume that they want to relate to. So the best way to relate to people, I guess, is to try to include as many people as you can in your summary or in your statement. But some things you just cannot relate to. Some things don't apply to you. And it's okay, but instead of uh, trying to make things apply to everybody, it's best to just be like, you know, this is my experience. Or, you know, that's that may be how it was for you, but I'm cool on it um, type of thing. So the next issue is how do we, how do we move from this, this culture of generalization? Well, honestly, like I said, it just is going to – it's funny that I say it this way, but to me – it's gonna be up to the individual, okay. you know. And I, I know that sounds crazy, but it's like the individual is going to like individuals are gonna to have to keep in mind that just because something's on the internet or just because something pertains to you, or just like this other lady who was talking about uh, obesity is like the N word or whatever. And it's just like, well, just because I'm a big guy and I'm also black, I got experience with both of them. I'm trying to tell you, they're not the same thing. <laughs> I'm letting you know it's not true. Some things are just not true. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you also have to be able to differentiate. You have to be able to figure that out for yourself. Uh, and everyone is just going to have to stop letting. Uh, and also, another thing, less time in these in, in, these, in spaces. these spaces. Yeah, yeah, more time actually experiencing things. And, and finding and being yourself. In society. Right. Knowing how you feel about yourself. Less time spending it listening to someone who's just on the Internet. Basically, a lot of people are honestly just venting. They're yeah. just getting on the Internet talking, venting. But then it spawns all of this other stuff, and now they're gurus, and now they feel like everything they have to say has to hit home yeah. with everybody. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's, it's so many examples that we can talk about this all day. So, like, uh, all of the, the people that give relationship advice, and then you come out and find out later that, you know, their marriage wasn't perfect. Or all of the people who, um, what are you, those, those uh, hood philosophers that's giving you information about this and about that because, you know, it, it applies in some aspects, but it doesn't apply all the way. Or they also have very hurtful views on other people. And at the end of the day, you and me, we, we feel like you should just live your life. Like, if you're looking for guidance, everybody, if some, there, there are a lot of people that need guidance in this world. And it's always helpful to, to have somebody to refer to when you're going through issues or when you, you need a reference. But sometimes you have to just experience the, the thing that you need to experience and take what you can from it. Uh, it's a, it's an old saying that uh, learned experience is better than borrowed experience yep. or something like that. Um, and that's that's how I feel about all of these these uh, generalizations or all of these people coming out here and sharing their stories or how relationships didn't work or how to make a relationship work or how uh, to get promoted in a job, whatever whatever the issue may be that a lot of people are, are divided upon. I feel like people need to these days just go out and experience the world for themselves. I think you said something similar to that. Just once you experience it for yourself, you can form whatever opinion you need to form for yourself. And, yep. then and realize people also need to realize this is something that I learned just being in media that opinions are opinions. Yes. If you live your life off, if you live your life based, you you can live your life based on people's opinion, or you can live your life based on what the facts are. And I and sometimes like sometimes the facts and everybody remember this from school. <coughs> facts might not always be the most interesting thing in the world. Some right. that we people get wrapped up in opinions because opinions are a funner. They're 
you know, they go they go viral. They strike emotional chords in you. Facts may not always do that. If I just tell you LeBron James is the all-time leading scorer now, you just, oh, he's the all-time leading scorer. It don't make sense. But if I tell you LeBron James passed up Kareem, Michael Jordan, all your favorite, you know, with, uh, all your favorite superstars, he's the best in the world, always been the, the greatest of all time. That's going to make you, that's going to make whoever, if you got a different opinion than me, that's going to make you, that's going to rise you up a little yeah, bit. It's going to make you want to say something, something. right? Uh-huh. That's a little bit more, that's a little bit more into, that's an opinion. An opinion going to get more out of you than a fact will. But you need, in my opinion, you have to, in my opinion, you have to let an opinion be what it is. Indeed. Just an opinion. I agree. And, and you uh, live your life based on the facts or, or like based on the, the actual experience. That's the way I feel like you should do it. Honestly. I agree, and I think I think that's a good place to start because, like I said, we could we've got countless examples. We could talk about this all day long if we needed to. Well, yeah, um, right for Black History, we were keeping it on tabs to our community. But if you're on the outside of our community, it 100 percent applies to you too because uh, we yes. see it in the wrestling community. We see it in all types of communities, generalizations, and just you know stupidity or not even stupidity. It can, it makes sense to you. It works for you. Right. Even in age, like we got this generational gap now, and yeah. uh, apparently I fall somewhere in between generations. <laughs> but like, there's there's so much things out there that polarize uh, people, and and at some point it's like, when is the when you don't have to be of a certain demographic or the one that we're talking about. You don't have to be black in order to understand that polarization and generalization is an issue in current day society. Yep. And if you're just a regular person that's trying to live your life on a day-to-day basis and you're not trying to go viral and you just you just try to live, uh you you can get tired of it or as you know, you 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 can you can get very very tired of the generalizations and very tired of the polarization because you just want to live your life. Um but yeah, that 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 was our TED talk uh for the day. Uh Another Wednesday has passed. Abbott Elementary is off of hiatus, and they came with they came back with the Valentine's Day episode, which was so adorable. Yeah, um, it's, it's very very sweet. Like quickly, just to say, if you haven't watched it, go check it out. But in all honesty, we all can see it. And I'm gonna just, just that's my this is my spoiler tag right here. Yes, you don't want to hear anything else. Just you know, leave it alone. You thank you for listening, but. Let's just go ahead and get out the way. Come on now. Greg and Janine, come on, man. They, they, we they, all, everybody knows it, but you guys. Yes, the whole staff <laughs> at know this it. Point, at this point, especially after the gift, Mo and old girl are going to realize it sooner. Sooner or later, they going to realize yes. it. Yes. Because it seems like Mo and old girl fit better together. You saw the reaction to the purse, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and then, then the, the Lego The reaction it. to the Lego, like the opposite. I mean, I love it. That's just so beautifully done and written. You know, and it really is like they they don't. It's like everybody else can see it, and Janine saw it for a second though. But you know, the way things worked out, because again, they're gonna they're gonna prod it. And that's good. Tell that's television for you. They gonna hey, will they won't they? It's gonna be like that. We'll see. Maybe oh, maybe forever. by the end of this season they will. I but know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. We may have to wait for another season for it to finally happen. But yeah, I think the viewers have all the viewers have been noticed. View as viewers, we already knew. Gregory liked her, yes. and she likes him. We we can see that we, already. We, we see, see the chemistry. We already we got it before they even did the dance. Actually, you can already kind of see. But then, as the season as season two is ramped up, and you know, as you can see, it's even more and more obvious. So the fact that she just is kind of like realizing 
that they have more than a friendship going on there. Oh. It's just like you said, it's so cute, it's so innocent. Like it's, it's so wholesome. It's funny that they're yeah, yeah. It's so it's funny that they're teaching kids because this is a very very school boyish type of relationship, school it boy, is. school girlish. You know what I mean? It's a, like yes. that's what it is. Like it, it's great. It's gonna work out. I think we all rooting for it to work out. But uh, it was just funny to me. Not only how they executed the gift thing, but just how everyone on the staff, all their friends, they all know, know exactly what's going on. <laughs> and that janitor messy. He just so messy. Um, but yeah, that 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 pretty much concludes our show this week. Next week, you got a lot to look forward to. Like we kind of mentioned, Valentine's Day is next Tuesday. Uh, we might not have anything to say about it because we're old. Um, but some people may care about the holiday, so if it's something that you're going to do, let us know. Send us pictures on the Twitter um, of what you decided to do for Valentine's Day, for yourself or otherwise. Um, Then we're going to talk about kind of recap, uh, new beginning in Osaka. We're going to talk about the battle in the valley that's happening on the same day as WWE Elimination Chamber. And next week we got something special. So next week we're going to actually do a a prediction war for Elimination Chamber, him and I. And the loser has to uh, do a punishment. Haven't figured out what the punishment is quite yet, but it's going to be recorded and hopefully it's going to be uh, posted on the Twitters. Lastly, kind of in the similar vein that we had this, this chat earlier, uh, we're going to talk about documentaries. Are they are they fact? Are they fiction? Are they helpful? Are they harmful? Again, just different topics that kind of uh, sat with us and we had long out-of-podcast discussions about. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to find, but I might be biased, so I'm going to definitely have to find some, some, some good ones too. Cause I got the bad ones immediately come to mind. The bad docs come to mind, or the, the docs I can think of come to mind. But like the, uh, <laughs> it has to be some informative ones, right? Some there, ones. there yeah, is, right, right, there is. Anyway, uh, we'll get into that in more, like you said, in more detail next week. Uh, thank you guys for listening and uh, still keeping up with the show. Uh, like you said. Uh, at Mind the Monty Pod on Twitter, if you don't already know the handle, if you're not already following. You know, do that. Pass it around. Click the link in the bio. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks for supporting. And uh, we will talk to you guys when we can. Or, like I said, we'll definitely have a show next week. But, yeah, just wanted to say it that way. I'm giving you a salute that you cannot see. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Adios. Young.